That was the best loving I ever had. Me too. That goes triple for me. Word from between the bedsheets just came in. You're good, but you can always do better. We want to hear from all the sex kittens and dirty dogs out there. All the cuddlers, stocking wearers, rope tires and biters. Just remember, this is a show for all the lovers, not the fighters. Naughty rude. 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 The show where anyone can have their say. Yep. Sin Media acknowledges and pay respects to the people of the Wurrung and Burrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nation, on whose unceded lands their Sin office and studios stand. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia, where our content reaches and on which Sin partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome, welcome, welcome to... The Naughty Rude Show. How are you feeling, Adam? My name is Bianca. Hi, you might have just heard me. Um, that was... I didn't think I'd be on tonight, but who day? It is what it is. Exactly. Any airtime is good airtime, as they say. I'm very excited for another round of rudeness, sauciness and cheekiness and see where, see where our conversations lead. Ooh, I like that one. But of course, if you want to follow that uh, naughtiness, that rudeness, that cheekiness, you can check us out on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Naughty Rude Sin, that's Naughty Rude S-Y-N, where you can check out all of our socials, press those follow buttons and keep up to date with everything. As well, you can check out the Naughty Rude Show dot um, dot com forward slash ask or DM the socials to ask any questions you'd like about, you know, any sex, relationships or anything like that. I will just let you know, though, that we we aren't doctors. Did you get a PhD? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm studying journalism, not, a medi- not medicine. So I cannot help with any health issues that you may have. Yeah, I can't help there either. I'm in hospitality and retail, so I, I can sell you a burger. <laughs> I can't sell you advice, though. Um, so if you are anything you have doctor's worries for or rashes or anything like that, go see a doctor, not us. Um, but, of course, if you do want to see us, you can check out the podcast realm where you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and anywhere else you can get good podcasts. That's the Naughty Rude Show is what you want to search for. And on there we have a bunch of uh, interviews from Fringe Festival. We have Abigail and Oliver. We have Stella Delure, Bernie Dider, and Olivia McLeod. So definitely, definitely check those ones out. They're really cool. But of course, we're going to bring it down a little bit. And could we go into possibly some helplines that are available? Oh, yes. Um, if you guys have any issues uh, whatsoever out there, be sure to contact the following helplines. We have Beyond Blue, whose phone number is 1300 224 636. Uh, Kids Helpline, which is 1800 55 1800. And our Q Life Helpline, which is 1800 184 527. Definitely check them out if you need to. No one here is above mental health. And with that one, well, we've got a simple question. Have you had much of a naughty rude week this weekend? Oh, here and there between the exam, between the study for all the exams that I've coming up, I've definitely managed to squeeze in a bit of rudeness while we're here. Ooh, I haven't had anything that um, that naughty rude, but I did get to see uh, Passenger last night at the forum, so that was really cool. And we'll we'll chat a little bit about that in just a minute. <laughs> we're talking about celebrity crushes mm. now. Well, I want to say everyone's had them. I don't want to say everyone's had them, though, because I feel like not everyone has. But I know I definitely have, and I assume you have too. Oh, definitely. There's uh, quite a few, that's for sure. Quite a few lovely ladies have taken my uh, taken my eye, my experiences watching movies uh, in the past. 
Yeah, no, trust me, I feel that. Um, <laughs> as I said, I was at Passenger last night, and I think um, I got really good um, spots to actually watch. I was, like, mm. just behind front row. Um, and, oof, oof. Like, <laughs> you know when you're just like, oh, yeah, no. Th- th- God damn, they're hotter in person. That kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Mike, Passenger? Yeah, and you know what? Even the opening act, um, Hollow Coves, I mean, <laughs> damn. Um, you know, you're a sports fan. I'll throw one out to you that might get your uh, interest. Mm. I'd never Always. hear people talk about it, but the Collingwood Football Club's um, social media seems to do a lot of thirst traps on him. Josh Dacos. Oh, exactly. I think it's just the, a, flo- the flowing... He's got lo- the beautiful mullet, yeah. Exactly, and all that. Definitely a bit of a man crush on all that. He's, he's, got, he's got some bulk to him. Not exactly, you don't realise until you're, like, really close. The Collingwood admins know how to get lice in the cliques from the lovely gentlemen and the lovely ladies and everything in between out there. Definitely. And honestly, I cannot blame them whatsoever. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to throw one out there that I know is uh, my last one, big one that everyone kind of knows, Sigourney Weaver. Oof. Of course, Ripley and Alien, she's done heaps of other stuff. Like, my God, that was an awakening for so, (laughs) so, so many people. And, I mean, can you blame them? Mm. She is gorgeous. Exactly. Uh, Honestly, my awakening would definitely be I love a bit of Kira Knightley and all that. Of love, actually, and uh, Paris the Caribbean fame and all that. Mm. What can I say? Um, I love Johnny Depp as an actor, and I love the whole story. But I was like, Kieran Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm suddenly, I'm suddenly a big fan of Pirates. Yeah, no, totally understand that. Totally understand that. You got anyone else? Ah, uh, yeah, I loved a bit of uh, Natalie Portman in the uh, Star Wars trilogy and all that. Kind of growing up and all that. That's uh, definitely caught my eye a little bit. Pa- loved a bit of Padme Amidala. <laughs> yeah, it's um, she's definitely. There's quite a few um heart heartthrobs in um the prequels. There, you've got oh, exactly. Um, uh, the name's escaped me, and I'm going to really get annoyed by this. Um, you've got Liam Neeson is one. You've mm. got um, both the actors for Anakin. Yeah, Hayden Christensen, and I think. Hayden Christensen and Obi-Wan. I hate that I've forgotten this one because I should Ewan remember McGregor. it. Ewan McGregor, that's the one. Both exactly. of them, are, they're pretty good looking. Exactly. My inner nerd is coming out right now. Like I know, ev- I know every actor from who played Anakin all the way who probably played one of the droids. Speaking actor. of inner nerd, I'll throw one out to you. You remember Good Game? Uh, Good Game Spawn Point on ABC? Yeah, Hex and... Um, and Bajo. And Bajo. Stephanie Ben Dixon, or as we know her, Hex, she's definitely um, a very popular um, exactly. celebrity crush. Yeah, within the gaming community and within the general community as well and all that. I think she definitely made uh, the show quite entertaining for a lot of uh, 11, 12-year-olds uh, growing up. That was, for, that was for, for me. Yeah, I mean, it was a good show regardless. Exactly. But yeah, there's, there's heaps. I mean... Hey, hey, let's agree. The robot, Darren, made the show. I was going to say, that's my celebrity crush. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Um, But, no, I mean, no, there's, there's absolutely heaps. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw this out to the socials. If you have a celebrity crush that, like, you think everyone has or everyone's experienced mm. that we haven't mentioned... Exactly. Let us know. Because, like, I don't want to say we'll review your crush, but... Why? Why not have a look at it? Precisely, and all that. I think it's something we all have, and all that. And if we if we judge if we judge you, you'd be silently judging. Hey, on the you can judge us. You can judge us. Precisely. Um, it's an open book here, and all that. All about honesty and communication. Exactly. And you know, I have a very very good set of questions for you, Adam. I've Ooh, been I'm very intrigued. Diving away. down the 
the pits of the internet into Reddit. And <laughs> I did a bit of surfing on r slash sex for some mm. fun little topics to talk about. And I've got a couple set up and I'm just going to shoot them at you. I just want you to discuss how you feel about it. And mm. you know, maybe we can give these people a hand if they're not listening, uh, if they are listening even. Um, I should also make it clear that I'm not going to mention their names or their usernames or anything like that, just for their own um, safety and anonymity. So mm. with the first question... It is, and I quote, my partner believes he shouldn't give oral back. What do I do? I think that's the thing about sex is that everyone has some, had things they enjoy doing and they also have things they don't enjoy doing. I think uh, limits are something that should definitely be respected, very female, male and everything in between. And I think communication is the best thing possible. But I think also, also you should be looking to give as much pleasure as you're giving, unless it's kind of like a different dynamic. But I think as a whole... I kind of subscribe by the belief that you should be given as good as you get. Yeah, and if I'm her, if, and if his wife is doing something, giving him oral, and he's obviously enjoying, then she she should be able to communicate with her and ask her if I if you don't if I don't want to do this, is there anything else I can do to make you feel better or to make you feel? Oh good? yeah, well, if you know, regardless of what you have downstairs, you're entitled to get oral, regardless if it's something you're into and something both parties are okay with. Exactly, it's. I do think it's a matter of if you do want it and they're saying no, why are they saying no? Is it? I know mm. there's, especially with some groups of guys, there's a belief that they shouldn't give it back. Mm. Um, it's an interesting belief. Don't know if I agree with it. Some people mm. do, some people don't. But you're completely right. If you believe that you deserve it, exactly. you should also probably have the idea to give it back. Um, you should never be afraid to ask. Exactly. And look, if they're saying no, ask why. Talk to them. Find out why. Precisely. And if they're saying, no, I don't want to go down, find a way for them to pleasure you without going down. Precisely. Like, There's plenty of other things to do. Like... Exactly. There are other answers in that situation. I do think hmm. that it is just communication. Stay stay talking with exactly. your Exactly. And I reckon a good alternative, like I've been in situations where I can't do that or the female doesn't enjoy, enjoy it, so I'm like, yeah. really fine. You Honestly, use a vibrator. It can do... Jo- I mean... Oh, yeah. All fan males uh, listening will just say, vibrators do a good job, and that's why they use, because they make people feel good. Yeah, I mean... Don't be afraid to th- use th- it. There's no shame in having sex toys in the bedroom. Like, it, it's totally fine. It's totally normal. Like, the only time, I think, in your life that you'll find sex to be taboo is in, obviously, particular areas, but in schoolyards and things like that when it's ha-ha funny. Once you get to being an adult, you just figure it's it's a thing that people do. Exactly. People do it. Who cares? Um, but... Speaking of caring, uh, we have another one that I'm going to go into. Uh, So my question to is, and I quote, how do I ask for sex? My partner isn't picking up on my nonverbal hints. Ooh, this is a tricky one, especially I'm assuming by partner they mean like relationship partner. Yeah. Exactly. I'd assume it was, um, I'm pretty sure if I remember the actual text behind it, Mm. it was um, a married couple and Mm. one of them just wants to initiate, but isn't sure how to actually how to. ask. And mm. I completely understand that. Asking straight up can be quite intimidating. Exactly. And naturally, you know, when you're in the mood, mm. you will try, you know, to give non-verbal hints, hints. and things exactly. like that. But it's also some people just can't pick up on it. Sometimes sometimes your non-verbal hints just aren't very good. Exactly. Um, or in a nicer way possible, some people are just oblivious to it. Happily, yeah. happily oblivious to it. Like... Again, I think we answered this with the last one, though, but communication. Just talk. If you're worried about, as well, you know, coming off too forward or coming off as as creepy or something like that, maybe just a simpler question is, 
talk to them about like, hey, how do you want me to talk to you about exactly. initiating sex or anything like that? Or like, how do you want me to, you know, know that kind of Just thing? Just what, what is sex to you? What yeah. is, and how do you like it? And how do you enjoy it? And what way that we can do it that I'm not enjoy, but also you don't feel comfortable with me initiating or even asking you, is it okay if we do it now? Oh, totally. I think... Again, again, it's communication, but as well, be open to the fact that people have different libidos. Um, mm. Whereas you might sit there and go, like, I've you know just woken up, really into the mood. Like, whereas the other person might not; they'll just be exactly. totally out of it. Be ready to just hear no. Exactly. Like that. That's probably the big thing with asking. If you're going to be asking and going to be nonverbal hints, nonverbal hints are really tricky. Precisely. Um, I would argue if you're not super sexually, maybe not super sexually open, but um, mm. if you don't understand each other super sexually, exactly. just ask. Like, even if it's just to lean over and be like, hey, you in the mood? If they exactly. say no, they say no. If they say yes, well, have, go fun. have fun. Go have fun. Enjoy yourself. Um, but I, th- like, I think we also got to remember that so many lifestyle in, lifestyle decisions can impact the way that you think about sex, but also your libido. Yeah. Exactly. You might be stressing at work or stressing at uni, and obviously that's going to drive it down because your mind thinking elsewhere. Well, as you might, well, the other person might be completely carefree in life and be, yeah, let's have a bit of fun. So I yeah. think you just got to remember that it all depends who you are, the lifestyle that you're living, and also the decisions that you're making that are affecting the way that you that you think about sex at that present time. Hmm. And uh, you know, I will say this because um, I've I've had a partner who did not understand um, non-verbal cues. Don't wake someone up to mm. ask. <laughs> that's especially early mornings. That's just nah. really mean. Like, all, all humans enjoy their sleep, that is for exactly. sure. Exactly. I've spoken to enough people and I've known and said, you know, sleep over sex any day. Um, eight hours, get it before you get any time um, doing exactly. the action, anything like that. I think in the, in the debate, in the battle between lust and sleep, I think most of us will be choosing sleep. Oh, yeah. Look, and you know what? I'll say this. If, if you're in a, you know, just a, a mood or something like that and your partner says no, just almost channel that uh, energy and that, mm. um, I guess, lust into something else. Precisely. Like, uh, I, I've, I've known people who have said, you know, they deal with it by just hugging their partner, mm. just getting a little affectionate mm. rather, rather than sexual, just affectionate, just a hug, something like that. Or, you know, mm. going for a walk. That's also a very good way to do it. <laughs> I have some more questions from Reddit. And, you know, we're just going to dive straight into it if you're ready, Adam. Ready than I'll ever be. Alrighty. So this first question, I'll let you know. I'm going to have to really explain it because it's weird, worded weirdly. Mm. But um, how do you accept sex for the first time? Haven't done it before, but I want to and I'm super nervous. How I read this question was they want to know how to get over the pre-sex jitters, how to mm. get over that nervousness before you, I guess, get into the sack. Like, how do, how do you get over that? I think, honestly, slow and steady wins the race. There's no point in kind of, like, stripping everything off and kind of going at it because people are kind of very self-conscious of their body. Yeah. And they can look they can look like a supermodel and they might still be quite ashamed of how they looked. Or kind of scared or kind of really kind of self-conscious about how other people might see them, like stalkers. So I think... If I think of any advice, it's just slow and steady and just kind of just keep talking. Talking, can, it can seem a bit clunky sometimes. You're kind of getting a bit hot and heavy and then you kind of start talking when you just kind of want to let your body kind of do the actions. But I think the more you chat and basically just kind of ask the person, are you liking this? Even even like, am I doing a good job? Is there anything I could do better? Or just basically, yeah, I can just 
Just um, what I've done before is that I don't usually go over to ladies' places straight away. I like to get lunch with them. I like to get dinner with them. And kind oh, of, of it, course. Ease into, ease into the night. And kind of like you get to know them, get to know who they are. And so I reckon that's the best thing you can do. Whether it's with a partner yeah. or it's with a, um, a lovely stranger, it's completely your choice. All of it is good fun. But I think maybe even just going out, chatting out, and kind of letting the flirting come naturally. You don't you don't want to force it. Oh, yeah. And I think like mm. with, with specifically the pre-sex jitters and like... Mm. You know, if you get nervous, especially during a first time or if you're not exactly experienced, again, don't rush into it. Slow and steady. Take mm. your time. Don't go into doing a particular act or anything like Precisely. that. Worst case scenario, just like hold the other person or like Precisely. be around until you're ready to take that next step. And if you're not ready to take that next step, then don't. 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 I mean... And if it's something you want to do, for example, if you're thinking to yourself, well, I really want to have sex with this person, but I'm too nervous, I'm not ready, mm. wait for it. Trust Times it. will come, and if it's not right, it's not right. And mm. you're better off not jumping the shark, jumping the gun, and just going too far into Trust that it. one. Um, so definitely just slow down, relax. And again, communication. Exactly. It's all communication. That's the uh, word of today. I think we can all agree. Oh, it's the word of every day. It's, a, exactly. it's everything word, with sex and relationships <laughs> is communication. Exactly. Um, word of life. <laughs> but speaking of communicating, I'm going to communicate to our next question, uh, mm. and that is this one. Now, I'm experienced, but my partner is a virgin. We both want to, but I'm mm. worried about scaring her off. Mm. And I feel like the same the same answer kind of applies a little bit here. Precisely. Where, you know, slow it down, take your time. If you're mm. more experienced... You know, take the lead. Precisely. But also, try and read them. Exactly. Um, hmm. A lot of people in their first time, or at least in my own experience, hmm. the best way to figure out whether or not they feel good or they feel nervous about it, read their breathing. Oh, exactly. Because if they're nervous, they'll have a bit more of a shaky breath. Hmm. Um, and when they're comfortable, that'll completely change. And, you know, exactly. worst case scenario, just hmm. keep it. Almost PG to an extent. Exactly. Um, until doing vanilla like, is fun. Doing vanilla is enjoyable. Yeah. Not not every time has to be out of Christian Grey and uh, Dakota Dakota. I think Armstrong out of Fifty Shades. It doesn't need to be that. It can just yeah. be fun times. Don't 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 dive into like definitely don't dive into like the deepest depths of kink A B C or D if it's your first time. First time probably just stick it vanilla and then time two. Maybe throw a couple other exactly. things e- in there. Ease your way into it. Kind of take it up a notch or two if the if the consenting parties wish to. And if you're the more experienced in this situation, mm. don't don't just go into like the, yeah. the most over the top um, kind of stuff out there. Like aggressive people. Obviously, people enjoy aggressive. People enjoy mm. uh, softer. Don't don't just dive into aggressive. Build up. Exactly. Don't start on level one and then go up a notch and up a notch. And again, communication. Talk to them. Precisely. Are you okay? Does that feel good? That kind of stuff. And I Those think questions go mm. so far. Exactly. And I think if you are the experienced one in the relationship or in the dynamic, I think you have to admit to yourself that you will probably have to do 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 the um, work. Do yeah. the, do do the uh, fair share of the work because you don't you don't know what you you know what you're doing, but you also trust yourself a lot more. You have a lot more confidence in what you're doing. Yeah. Someone who's never done anything before. This isn't just sex. This is just in hobbies or whatever. Even in, life. in a relationship. Precisely. If, you, if you're with someone who has never been in a relationship before and you know you are with someone who 
Um, sorry, if you're yeah, you're someone who's been in heaps of relationships and your partner hasn't been whatsoever. Exactly. Just be really simple with it. I um, look. My, I'll use my own experience. My my partner when I met her, it was her first relationship. It was her second date ever, and she had no idea how to really take in uh, mm. compliments or things like that. Mm. So just as slow as possible. Don't rush anything. Um, and I mean, look, we've probably got a lot of a lot of younger viewers here and listeners here. Same thing there. Relationships. Slow it down. There's no need exactly. to rush to point A, B, or C. Precisely. I mean, we were we were talking about it during the break, but um, like the mm. first kiss, mm. I personally, I'd argue the first kiss doesn't really matter. Exactly. Um, I think the first kiss of a relationship can matter, mm. but it doesn't matter. So don't throw yourself in the deep end Precisely. and go, I have to get it quickly. I have to do it to seal it. Mm. You, you don't even need it. Like, exactly. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Just go at whatever pace both people or um, however many people are involved in are comfortable with. Exactly. And that's what makes it so beautiful, that at the end of the day is that it's not scripted. Like, sex shouldn't have a start and an end date. It's just go, nature will take its course, and wherever it leads, it leads. But you shouldn't be kind of thinking to yourself, okay, I have to go up the sky at 6 o'clock, I have to go back to this place at 7 o'clock, we have to be done by 8 o'clock. Because that's not fun. That, oh, that's God, stressful. No. Exactly. That, that's stressful. That's kind of like crap, I need to do this and this and this. You just want to kind of let it, let it happen naturally and you want to do what you want to do. Yeah. And if you don't want to do something, as we're kind of saying, you know when you found someone who you're comfortable doing with, when you feel like you can do that stuff, when you can ask, but you can also, you also know that you can hear no and you'll be like, that's completely fine. Yeah. I, I respect your limits and thank you for telling me. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's, that's totally it. If you're with someone and, look, if, for example, you've gotten halfway through, you've gone, been going for, let's say, 10 minutes, hmm. and they say, look, not feeling it, just back off. Exactly. Take the step back, go, okay, we can just exactly. do whatever you're comfortable with. A lot of people will just go, can we just cuddle or something for the rest of tonight? Mm. Do that. And honestly, spooning can be hot. Grinding can be hot. Like, it's all kind of like... Yeah. I mean, having someone's body heat against you is, well, it's hot literally, but also metaphorically it can be uh, good fun as well. If if I may even, like, if if you're worried, if you're on that standpoint, like this person where you're, like, you're worried about scaring them off, respecting their boundaries will encourage them to be more open about exactly. exploring their boundaries with you. So, again, just work. W- communication, work with your partner, take it slow, mm. don't rush. I think another important thing is also aftercare. Yeah. Exactly. Especially if you're on a, whether it's a, a hookup or a relationship thing, like, just kind of chill, chat it out. Hug. Okay. Let, let it happen naturally. Don't 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 be the person who like you finish. Yeah. So you get up and go for like a run and just leave your partner sitting there. Exactly. Like, or, exactly. Or if you're kind of going home to a lucky lady's or a gentleman's house, don't be kind of like finished and then done. Hi, this is Sarah from Apricot Inc. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show. So here at the Naughty Road Show, we are a little a sex and lifestyle show, but we're also a bit of a music show. Between all of our saucy chats, we have some saucy tunes. And I think it's a good idea to kind of combine the two and see where it leads. So this this begins our um, next little segment we're doing, uh, sex and music, and how it kind of blends with each other, and kind of what mes- what messages the artists are trying to, spend, uh, trying to spread with the lyrics that they're using. I, I think that there's an interesting one with specifically the lyrics, because I can... Th- I mm. actually think you can do the same with the melodies as well, and mm. the actual beat of the music. I think... Um, one that comes to mind as fantastic at how they maybe express a very negative mm. uh, view of... Um, well, not very negative view, but a very negative sex experience and relationship experience, for that matter, is uh, Heartbeat by Childish Gambino, mm. which is a very heavy, very quick song. Um, but it's 
just a really, really aggressive song, and it slows down when mm. you know the the lyrics are friendlier, kinder, nicer. Definitely. And another one I'll bring up is we've got a complete opposite se- uh, side of the spectrum when it comes to music. Uh, Nine Inch Nails Ooh. they do a lot of the same thing, um, specifically in one of their albums. I believe it's their first album. Uh, they do it with I believe Ruiner. Um, mm. They do the same thing. The song gets extremely heavy when they're talking about super, super negative experiences. But when they talk about more positive experiences... Kind of light, light and fluffy. Yeah, it just goes back to the other side of it. Mm. But, I mean, again, you don't necessarily need to have a relationship or sex, specifically sex, um, exactly. be this mm. super, super down, heavy thing, um, especially when you're talking about negative sides of it. There are heaps of songs that do uh, wonderful, upbeat bit, uh, tunes and are talking about really negative experiences. Super Lonely by uh, Benny is a great example. Mm. That's um, It's a pretty negative song when you take the lyrics out. Like, very negative, mm. but... It's also one of the most boppy songs I can think of. That's the beauty of music, that it's an art. And the way uh, people see music as an art form is so different. Some people thrive on, like, negative emotions, mean negative music. But even as childish, you do see, like, I mean, not related to sex in this discussion, but you saw this in America and all that. That's a pretty boppy song. It's a song you can kind of dance to, vibe to. Yeah. But it's telling a horrific story about what is going on in the States from the um, from the African-American perspective. Look so at, I think that's such an I interesting mean, I thing. Mean, that example, exactly. Look at Pumped Up Kicks. I'm not going to go into the meaning of it, but you know exactly what I mean, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, I'm going to throw one more positive one out there just quickly. Tactile Sensation, Planet Booty. I know that's a weird name, but <laughs> oh, so good. And it's a very positive song about it. It's very, very positive. Definitely check that Based out. Based on the song name alone, I think I'll definitely have to give a, give a, give a ring to it. Ooh. One thing I love about um, Sex and Music is that I feel like it allows the artists to come in peace, to come to peace about who they are, what they are, where they place themselves in the world, and what they plan to spread their music. Like there's a song by a band called Block Party, which is the UK band that was around the same time as kind of like your blurs, your wasters, so kind of like the late 90s. And there's a song called I Still Remember. And it's basically the lead singer focuses on his coming out, his coming out experience, and how he unwillingly, unwillingly, found himself coming closer to a friend, and he just he refused to let himself believe that he could be homosexual, not because he was stigmatized, just because like that's not me, I can't believe so. And that song kind of portrays his story, his yeah, his journey through going from he didn't even know what he was to actually becoming homosexual, and he says like he still remembers that that transition story and actually coming out. And I think that's such a beautiful way that can be used that very finesse sex like with someone, but also sexuality and like agenda that allows the artist to find peace with who they are. Oh yeah. I think uh, I might just jump off the back of that and say that there's a song that comes to mind exactly like that. Um, Rocket man, Elton John. Mm. I would I'd love for people to sit down and actually look at the lyrics and listen to it as a, as a, the song being sung by Elton hiding his um, homosexuality. And it's, like, it, it's so clear once you pick up on it. He's a rocket man. Um, maybe that's not the best line to have chosen. <laughs> bit, um, bit of a euphemism like, there. <laughs> you know, there's the, his family doesn't know what he is. Um, all this, all this. It's just like, mm. all of that kind of stuff. It's just super obvious. And I mean, exactly. Though, do we prefer Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody? Rocket Man. Same. I, I, I love Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. I love Bohemian Rhapsody. But... Rocket Man is a classic that I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody it was, isn't. It was a lot more grittier and all that. You see a lot more of the truth of Elton that he wasn't. He wasn't always a nice person. He wasn't always this joyfully kind of giddy person, giddy personality. Hmm. That he hurt people and he got hurt by people. I think also just maybe party life has kind of destroyed Bohemian Rhapsody for me in a way. Oh, exactly. Where it's 
too much of it. The same with like Mr. Brightside and so on, where it's just like it's at every every party, everyone's singing it. It's just yeah, it's just too mainstream. You can't avoid it anymore. It's kind of just been. It kind of blended into the party yeah. life culture. But speaking of party life, there are heaps of songs that you know talk about party life and how that uh, mm. sexual, the sexual nature of party life, and how that can be mm. both a positive thing and a really negative exactly. thing. Exactly. Um, I can think of there's a Hilltop Hood song that I'm really annoying myself. I can't think of the name of uh, where they go into that. They just go into, you know, I'm in a relationship. What am I doing at a club? All people want here is they want nothing but sex. They want one-night stands. They want to make a relationship here. Once you're in a relationship, they can't find a way to be in a club without it, you know... Someone exactly, leading a, to try and make something out exactly, of it. Exactly, they just they just see this club, the clubbing lifestyle, just this toxic, this toxic thing that you just get stuck in, like just this hedonism. Feel they feel like the hedonism will just destroy their their life and the relationship with the person who they obviously really love. Yeah, I mean that's a great example. I can see you've got a couple more examples there. Yeah, yeah. So um, those who know, I'm very much kind of like a British music, kind of like alternative punk and all that. So a couple of songs I've kind of got about that um, is Not 19 Forever by the Cortinas, which basically um, portrays um, this 19-year-old, same age as me, who was actually in a relationship with an older woman. So like I think he was um, 31, 32, and kind of they were sexually, they were a sexual relationship and explained how her expectations were different to his and he was just, as, he was, uh, just discovering himself and she already knew who she was. Mm. Mm. It's definitely, definitely a lot to uh, look at. We're going to go into a bit of a, a conversation about how to introduce a kink into the bedroom. Ooh, and saucy. Th- definitely. Nice. It's how to introduce that sauce to the pasta. Um, <laughs> our producer here is laughing at that one. But um, <laughs> no, it, it, it's very much that trying to figure out how to you know, spice it up, how to change it up without, exactly. I guess, ruining the entire recipe in that exactly. situation, how to make it different without ruining it. And I think for me... I'll tell you what I think after you'd go first, though. Mm. I think adding to the pasta analogy, once you have the recipe that you feel like you're enjoying and you really love and you love the taste of it, you don't want to change the recipe. because You, you might not feel like you want to change the recipe because, like, oh, am I going to lose that taste or in the feeling, like, the sensation of, like, I'm enjoying what I'm, t- what I'm doing. I think that relates directly to sex. Like, you might be really enjoying something, but if your partner's like, I want to take you somewhere, it's completely understandable to feel really kind of quite nervous. Yeah. It's like, you're like, you're like I, don't, I might not want to, like, I might, I might muck up and then ruin the mood, or I might do something to accidentally hurt her. Well, that's exactly it. And I think if you want to introduce something immediately, hmm. communication... There's going to be a list of words that I've said the most on this show, and communication will be at the tippity top of that. Mm. But um, communication, speak to them. Like, a lot of kinks can be very, very, very off-putting if they're not warned. Oh, exactly. Um, Like, one of the most... I don't want to say most vanilla kinks, but again, one of the most vanilla kinks out there is things like choking, Mm. hair pulling, and stuff like that. Do not just do that. Like You can damage people. Never, never put your hands around someone's necks exactly. uh, without talking to them. Um, and if you want someone to do that to you, mm. tell them. But, but understand that like, yeah. people may not be into that. Not everyone wants to choke someone. Not everyone wants to... Mm. Um, not everyone has it in them to be able to try and hurt someone. Consent, um, work, consent works both ways and all that, whether you're doing it to the person or you're receiving it. If the person doesn't want to give it to you, then that's the end of the line. Like they, then they yeah. shouldn't be... They shouldn't they shouldn't have to give it to you. But at the same time, you should also feel completely um, open and willing to ask about trying things. Like, Precisely. If you want to try something, 
why not ask? Why not, you know, at least test the water? Precisely. And I, I'd probably suggest as well, if you've got, you know, a kink that's a little bit more, I don't want to say extreme, but let's say BDSM, for example. Mm. You know, further down the line, that stuff can be a lot. Build it up. Don't just dive into the deep end of the pool. Exactly. Learn to swim before you swim. And that's um, the, that's sorry to interrupt, but that can be the most uh, exciting bit and all that. I'm like, oh, I'm liking this. Let's yeah, take it up a introduce level. more things along Precisely. the way. Mm. And look, if you know what you're doing or if you've seen something and you're like, wow, that actually looks all right, mm. just take bits and pieces from what you see and go, we'll try this. If it works, I can just build off of that. Mm. It's like building a Lego house. You've got your base. If you start building the, the foundation, if you like what you see, you can build out. Mm. But you can also just stay where you are and have what you've got. Like a renovation, you don't want to just change everything. Just build off what you have, and then you'll get to what you want. Hmm. I think another thing that can be also quite interesting is that, um, like, especially if you're doing something that may invo- involve toys like, or sex yeah. toys, for example, shop with your partner, whether that's online or online or in person. Actually go through the aisle, like, like you're shopping, say, would you, want, would, would you like the look of this? Like, just flirting, kind of being a bit cheeky yeah. with it. Do you like the look of this? Do you like the look of this? Like, what do you want to do? That's, that's something I suggest to a lot of people. I have a lot of um, friends who may not be open with sex with their partners and things like that. I always suggest to them the first thing they need to do once they even think or they know that they're going to, and, you know, it's a decided thing, um, go to, you know, any sex store. Hmm. Just go through. Even if you don't pick anything up, go through. Gauge each other's interest in different things. Like, if... If you go through with your partner and they see something and like, that's actually, I wouldn't mind trying that or something mm. like that, then you know. Even if you're not picking it up, you know, and it's a good way for you to learn what they're into, which can lead to learning people's kinks. Because there, there are plenty of people who are afraid to mention what they're into with their partner because... Fear of judgment. Exactly. You don't want to be judged. You don't want someone to go like, oh, that's weird. Mm. Like, very, there's nothing that's... You know, I'm not going to say there's nothing that's weird, but nothing should be weird. Exactly. It's If someone's not into it, they're not into it. Precisely. If you're into it, you're into it. Just be into it. Who cares? And as long as that kink isn't harming anybody or anything, or isn't doing any permanent damage, yeah. then you should be free to try it or at least bring it up. Bring it up. Definitely. Do not just test something in the bedroom. <laughs> exactly. Like, think again. You know, go back to the pasta analogy. If you're cooking for someone, you want to make sure that they don't have an allergy or that they can eat whatever you're putting in the pasta. You don't want to just put it in and find out later that it's not good for them. Exactly. Like you want to test the waters. You want to know what you're doing. You want to know what exactly you're cooking up for them. Um, so it's definitely something to look at. And I can see I love this analogy because our producer is sitting right in front of us and he does not like this one. <laughs> we might, uh, Folks, we might be getting a new producer by the end of uh, next week of this, right? Oh, maybe, maybe I'll move back up and take the spot. We'll, never, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> But something else you can get into is the first kiss of our relationship. And, you know, we're just going to talk about, really, our first kisses, how they went, you know, do we, would we change them? And, you know, I'm just going to ask, your first kiss, describe for me. Well, my, my first kiss was a day where kind of everything happened at once. It wasn't exactly a stereotypical cat um, kiss behind the bus shelter with your high school, high school sweetheart. No, um, dear listeners, the first time I um, I kissed a lovely lady was actually when I lost my virginity. Oh, like yeah, so it um, came, it came thick and it came h- fast and it came hard. But um, <laughs> honestly, 
Not, not in that sense. Not in that sense. Uh, every, everybody, I want to clean minds. I don't want any judgment there. But no. And honestly, fantastic experience. Really lovely girl. And I, um, I think a good time was had by all. Definitely me. That's for sure. And really love, really awesome experience all around. So you wouldn't change that at all. Honestly, no, not really. It's a, it's a fun story to tell, and it's something I don't have any shame with. Because no. some people, it happens very quickly. Like, they can meet year seven, already got a girlfriend, already kissing at lunchtime. Some people, it takes them a while to feel to get, gain confidence within their body and gain confidence with their, themselves so they can get, put themselves in that situation and not feel like that it could end a bit awkwardly. Well, I mean, I'll jump in with that one because my first kiss was actually in my second relationship. Mm. Um, not in the first one, which... Look, me and her are still good friends, but yeah, sorry for that. Um, I felt kind of bad about that in retrospect. But no, I mean, it was pretty simply, I was walking uh, this girl home after um, uh, a date, and there's a walkway on the way home, and admittedly, I chose like the darkest place in the world to do it for some reason, because there's mm. no lights, but yeah, just stopped and um, like... I remember because I had a Krispy Kreme bag in hand because I was bringing back some donuts because I knew her mother, a lovely person. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll get something for them and be nice and everything like that. And I'm just standing there, like almost like A posing, hands behind, my, like <laughs> on my sides, just going, like, nervous as anything. But I mean, look, most people will find once you've gotten the first kiss out of the way, it's the, it's the first kiss. Exactly. Every kiss after it is so much easier. Exactly. It's like, it's like first time with sex. Once you've had the first time, exactly. for a lot of, for, for most people, not everyone, not, not, not for everyone, but um, usually it's totally a lot easier after that because oh, that, exactly. that, that jitter, pra- that almost... Pra- practice makes perfect. Well, yeah. Well, I'd almost say it's the preconceived conception that we get mm. from like TV, um, movies, all sorts of media where it's just like sex, kissing, you know, they're all taboo, they're all, oh, yeah, they have Hollywood to be moments. the super amazing thing. Like, I don't know about you, my first <laughs> relationship, my first two relationships even, mm. I went into them and like a week in, I was like, well, I have to organise... Um, the entire rest of my life with this woman. And looking back, I'm like, no, no. Um, But yeah, as for would I change something? I don't know. Because there's a part of me that's like, I'd love to say my first kiss was with my current partner. It isn't. That's totally fine. It happens. Mm. There are so many couples out there that don't share the first kiss. Um, But I I think it's, um, was was it what I expected? No. <laughs> it was definitely not. I think I built it up again. That preconceived, um, you know, idea, and you know, someone else who's kind of built something up was Max from the show Pash, which um, there's actually an interview with the creator of Olivia McLeod. It's uh, coming up to see a lovely show called Pash for Fringe Festival. We've got a review coming up in the near future. And we have an interview on our podcast realm. Definitely check it out. What it is, is it's a show about Max, a 24-year-old who's trying to have their first kiss. Uh, And they're trying to have it in an entire week, just get it out before they turn 25. And um, look, I mean, I've never been in that situation where I need to do it now. I need to do it within this week. But that sounds like hilarious hijinks in Sue. I don't know about you. Oh, exactly. No, I think I'll definitely be tuning into it and seeing what... What the lovely people have to discuss. Definitely, definitely check that one out. It's going to be a fun, fun time. But, um, yeah, no, look, again, I just want to say that with the first kiss, with any kiss, with the first time, whatever, 
don't don't build it up. Like exactly, it can be a big romantic moment. Mm. Yes, I feel like it's something that we all kind of cringe about in like the months after, but in the years after, we kind of laugh about. Oh yeah, I mean, for most people. Most people don't stay with their first relationship. That's, exactly. that's just how it is. Um, a lot of people will look back on that first relationship and go, wow, that, was, that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because you're still learning. You're still figuring everything out. Like, exactly. There's no pressure to you get got, everything out. Right. And have a first kiss. Okay. And I, a good friend of mine, um, I'm not going to call him out for this. If he's listening, he knows exactly who he is. Um, he missed his first kiss. So, the way he decided to go about it was he had this, again, big preconceived notion that he was going to make it a big special event, and he had no idea how to do it. He did pretty young, so it's going back now. He just completely missed. He's lent in way too hard for it. Like, if he had actually connected, they would have just broken each other's noses. Um, And he's just missed and face-planted. And I remember I was sitting there with his mum, and we're both watching from a distance, and the moment he fell, we all just sat there like, (laughs) you idiot. Um, Like, he took it well. But, oh, it was God damn it's a, hilarious. It's a story to tell. It's a very entertaining story to tell for all. Yeah, but again, don't don't build it up. It's 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 special, but it's not special. Like exactly. you, you're gonna have, yeah, you'll have the one kiss, but then after that, plenty oh, more. Really, how, how many times are you gonna kiss after that? Heaps. Yeah, quite Heaps. a few more. Exactly, and I think all of the experiences are different, and it's all experiences you can reflect on, one way or another. That is for sure. <laughs> you're listening to the Naughty Root Show here on Sin. I'm Zach. Uh, I haven't been with you for the past two hours, though. It's been Bianca and Adam. Unfortunately, they have both had to duck off, so you're left with me to close you out for the evening. But thank you so much for listening anyway. It's been a great show. Bianca and Adam spoke all about their first kisses, introducing kink in the bedroom, music, some questions, and celebrity crushes. It was an absolutely amazing time. If you want to catch more of us, you can find us on our socials. Those are at Naughty Rude Sin. Sin is S-Y-N. Naughty Rude S-Y-N on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Get involved with the show. You can either DM us there or you can DM us on our Tumblr, which is the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. The Tumblr link is completely anonymous and you don't need an account, so feel free to get a little spicy in there if you want. And also check out previous episodes of the show up on our podcast, which is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Just give it a listen. Just search The Naughty Rude Show. You'll find us there. We've got a lot of interviews up. We've been hitting the Fringe Festival pretty pretty, pretty hard, speaking to creators of shows. Going to have some reviews coming up soon. We've got a review for Pash on the way, as well as a review for Bernie Dieta's Club Cabaret coming, as well as interviews with the creators Olivia McLeod and Bernie Dieta. So check those out. Give them a listen. Maybe leave a review if you're feeling real, real fancy and you want to show us a little bit of lovin'. Do that there. We will be back next week with more sexy, sexy content.